If you're looking to create balance, make life simpler, and experience more joy in your motherhood, then Mama, you are in the right place. Join us for honest conversations that reflect both the beauty and messiness of being a working mom. Conversations about mothering, wellness, personal growth, and the business of running your own home. Hi, I'm Sarah Reckman, life coach, social worker, and mom. If you are a mama who is longing for more time, less stress, and to know that you are not alone, then grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's dive in. Today I have Ashley Livingstone joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited to connect with her today. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Sarah. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. So why don't you start off by sharing a little bit about who you are as a working mom? I am a working mom who works from home, actually. So I created a business for myself that has me at home, setting my own hours, creating that freedom that I super crave to not only be available to my son, um, but also create a business that is thriving. And I, like every other working mom, have a lot of hats I wear, but I also feel that I have designed my business and my life to be all in alignment with exactly how I want to live. So that's been of learning over the past 10 years of raising my son and running my own business, just constant alignment, constant shifting and making sure that it still feels good. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. I love that. It's so important to make sure that how we're showing up in the world is aligned with our values and mm-hmm. our goal for who we want to be as a mom, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me personally too, as a business owner, constantly just tweaking and you know, does this feel good? Am I spending, you know, more time than I thought in my business and less time with my family right now? What needs to shift? Or does this actually make sense right now based on where I'm at with my business? And we all know that there's times where your kids need more of you and then times when they need less of you (laughs) and making sure that you kind of keep that harmony going, which is really important to me. Yeah, totally. So today you're here specifically to share your knowledge with us on self-leadership. So can you start by explaining what is self-leadership and why is that such an important skill for us to develop? Yeah, so I'm drawing the line in the sand about self-leadership. I really believe that before you can lead another person, whether that's your kids, in your home, at work, socially, even in your community, depending on what you do. We have to learn how first to lead ourselves. And I define that as self-leadership is knowing what makes you feel good, knowing how to set goals and then be able to reach them, knowing how to manage your emotions, pull yourself back up, cheer for yourself, like all of those things that you picture a leader doing for their team or as a parent you do for your children. You have to be able to do it for yourself first. And I know that there's that saying, and all moms kind of roll their eyes about it because, you know, it's the oxygen mask, right? You have to put your oxygen mask on before others. And we're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the work that I've done and the work that I'm now doing with my clients and teaching them this, that is really where the biggest aha life lessons come from is 
you can lead your family and your team at work or wherever, volunteering so much more effectively when you have a really good, strong sense of self. You've done the work for yourself before you start doing and sharing with others. Right. I love that idea, especially because one of the things that I talk about in my programs is it's called mom CEO, right? And one of the Mm. big things we cover is how the moment you become a mom, you essentially become the CEO of your family, right? And hopefully co-CEO with a partner. You've got this little team of employees that are like your children and you've got this household to run, you've got finances, you've got resources to manage and you have to learn how to lead in a way that is with intention and in alignment with your values. And so I love that piece of self-leadership and figuring out, okay, how am I going to be a good leader for my family and how am I going to show up in the way that I want to? I think that, you know, that the term imposter syndrome, right? When or practice what you preach. That moment where we're triggered or we feel imposter syndrome come in, I think that that's one of those first steps for you to think, is this just something I'm saying that you should do? And then it's something that I haven't yet practiced myself because that's often when I find that little voice in my head is like, ooh, you're telling your son to do this or you're trying to lead by example with your team but you're not actually doing it yourself. And that's when that little imposter syndrome comes up of, hmm, maybe you're, maybe you're not done yet or you still have something to learn. And that for many moms, when their kids trigger them, right? <laughs> you're like, yeah, right? Um, it's kind mm-hmm. of like that, oh, you know what? This is bugging me because this is still something I haven't figured out yet. Right. So maybe I should deal with the me part first so I can then, model and coach my child, my team or my partner, whomever on doing it. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that especially in the area of self-care and our emotions, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest areas where we as moms need to be very strong in, in those skills, right. And in that self-leadership piece around modeling calm modeling or teaching those skills of self-regulation, right? And that, and prioritizing ourselves and our family. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I look at, you know, the program I'm running, when I start with self-leadership, I usually start with time management. Mm -hmm. So it's a big thing to say you're organized or I hear a lot from not just moms. I'm actually going to say that this is now like a society issue of I'm so busy, you ask somebody how they're doing and they don't say good or bad or happy or sad. They say, I'm busy, right. so overwhelmed, I'm so stressed. So I usually start with time management because when you can truly get in control of your time and you feel confident in how you've scheduled your priorities, you can show up so much stronger. Right. And that that sense of like, I got this is such a gift. And really going through your days, weeks, months with ease, Mm -hmm. not saying it's not going to be messy at times, but you're so much more in control than just like flying by the seat of your pants and hoping like everything gets done. Right. So I start with that time management and then it usually leads us to look at boundaries. So we talk about boundaries a lot with our kids or you know, our bosses at work, our team members, but a lot of us don't truly understand what boundaries are 
and how to use them. We think that we set a boundary in our head of, I'll just say, I don't want my boss calling me on the weekend. Okay. That's a boundary. I'm not doing work on the weekend. And then our boss calls us on the weekend and we take the phone call and then we're mad at our boss for calling us and breaching our boundary. But really boundaries are ours to create, they're ours to communicate, and they're ours to hold. So whenever you feel like disrespected or resentful of somebody crossing your boundary, it's really, again, that inner look of, I'd let them cross my boundary. And that's where sometimes you need the time management so that you know what boundaries you need in place. And boundaries can be lots of different things, but you are the one who owns your boundaries and you are the one that has to hold them as uncomfortable as it is. You can't just say, this is my boundary and then make sure everyone else respects them. You have to respect yourself enough to hold it. The final piece that we really start looking at is all those stories that you've been told over the years, all of those stories about why you can't right, or why it's hard. Yeah, just all of those stories that stop you from taking action. All of the things that you say are external of, you know, I can't get that promotion because my boss, or I can't have a quiet bath because my kids will bug me, or I can't do this. I can't do that. Those are all stories. And I often challenge my clients to really look at whose story is it? Mm -hmm. Who's told you that story? And why do you believe you can't? Right. right. What what other stories are coming from that? What would happen if actually everything was great and you yeah. had nothing to complain about? Like yeah. how freeing. And this is usually when I get eye rolls from people of like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's so possible. And I really like to shift people's perspective from I can't right? That growth mindset that we constantly talk to our children about to how can I? Right. And as adults raising young people, if we can't figure that out and have not yet figured that out, it's going to be so much more challenging for us to coach and guide these other ones. So really looking at all of these stories and asking like, how does this serve me? And what do I need to do to let go of it if it's not serving me? Right. Really trying to release those years and years of stories you've been told Mm -hmm. and truly get to know yourself and how you want to move through life. Right. And it's such an empowering place to be. Yes. Yes. Oh, I can only imagine. So one of the things that I get questions a lot about is is that boundary piece. And moms really struggle because we live in a society these days where you're just expected to be available, right? Like someone sends you a text message and you are expected to respond within a couple of minutes. And everybody's just so, uh, there's just such instant access to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of mom guilt, which I have a whole different episode on about mom guilt, but (laughs) around those boundaries and setting those boundaries, especially I would say with family, do you have any tips for how a mom can get started in, in developing that skill of starting 
to create those boundaries or to be able to be okay with that boundary and confident in their decision? Yeah. So I guess my first thing is you're already not okay by not setting it. So you will only feel better (laughs) with practice, right? right? So you think about the feelings of resentment and stress and annoyance even of when people are, let's say your family is constantly messaging you and you reply to them. So by not setting a boundary, you're going to continue to feel this way. Right. So let's start by setting the intention that a boundary is going to help me feel better. That's the truth. A boundary will help me feel better. And we also have this habit, some of us, of all or nothing. So when we start talking about boundaries, let's just set one. Right. So don't set 15. (laughs) Set one boundary. And the way you set that boundary is you decide what is bugging me the most. Okay. Okay. Let's come up with one. My, let's use their kids. My kid won't go to bed on time. Okay. Okay. I want my kid to go to bed at seven 30 and I don't want them to come out of their room. And I'm, you know, I'm constantly in there, whatever it is. So my boundary is I'm putting my child to bed at seven 30 and I'm closing the door and I am no longer available unless the house is burning down or there's an emergency. Right. <laughs> right. No hate coming my way. Closing the door and I am unavailable. So you need to communicate that to your child. This is what's going to happen. And then you need to follow through. So I am closing the door at 7.30 and I am going to go downstairs and maybe I'm going to go put my headphones on. I'm not going to listen to them. You have to take that aligned action that's going to help you be successful. Right. And when your child comes out of their bedroom and they're looking for you, I'm sorry, mommy is not available. Yeah. And just not even say the words, just back into the room and close the door. Right. You can do that with family members if they're texting you. If you say, after 8 p.m., I'm no longer replying to my family's text messages, communicate that. Hey, everyone, I'm no longer available after 8 p.m. My phone will be away. I'm having silent evenings. Right. Put your phone. <laughs> on silent mode, right? Have you ever texted somebody and it says so and so has notification silent? Yeah. So you can silence your text messages and then you won't even receive them. Right. That is in your control. Right. They might still text you. You don't have to reply to it because right. you have said I'm not replying to it. Right. So set something small and communicate it. Yeah. And then follow through. Okay. I and love when, those. and it's not about being perfect. And I think that that's where sometimes we beat ourselves up because, you know, your mom ends up texting you, you know, Sarah, it's 911. Like, right. I really need you this time. And you're like, oh, fine. And you answer her. And it's like, you know, did you see what happened on Love is Blind? <laughs> <laughs> Not 911. Not um, important. <laughs> and then you beat yourself up because you let that boundary go. Right. And all you need to do is with love and compassion say to yourself, okay, that was a lesson. Reset and go again. Yeah. And then maybe talk to your mom about definitions of 911. Right. <laughs> okay. So that yeah. is in your control. Doesn't mean your mom's not going to like, again, text you 
after hours and really, really need you, you get to set the boundary and you get to hold it. Right. And when you slip up, because we're human and we're not perfect and that's okay, you just reset and go again. Yeah. Yeah. So pick something small. And once you start flexing that muscle of being able to say, my goodness, this was so amazing that my child did not come out of their room or they did. And I got them back in there and did not cave or somebody didn't text me or the text stayed there. And then in the morning when I texted them, Hey, do you still need me? They say, Nope, never mind. I figured it out. What a freeing, empowering position to be in. Right. Yeah. And I think too, I've heard this tip to write down, like set your boundary and then write down some things that you might say to somebody Mm -hmm. who attempts to cross that boundary or some key kind of affirmations or self-talk that you can say to yourself when somebody else is crossing that boundary and you, you hear that phone buzzing, right? Or you, or that person is, is trying to push that boundary so that in the moment you don't feel that pressure um, to, to come up with something. And I think too, like we, we say we can't, or, you know, we hear our phones, but I don't know about you, but I absolutely know how to put my phone on do not disturb. Right. And then I don't actually hear my phone at all. Or I have drawers where I can put my phone. So if the temptation to not hold your own boundary is going to then cause resentment for yourself, do what you need to do. (laughs) Remove the phone from the room. Go to a different room. Put your phone away. Turn it off. Yeah. Put it away. And help yourself get there. Right. Like do what you can to help yourself flex the muscle. Just start small, but practice it often. Right. I love that. And I think that it's so important to be able to get to a place where you can set those boundaries. And I think, like you said, that alignment work needs to come first mm-hmm. so that you know when your actions that you're taking are in alignment with your values, which then again, also feeds into that guilt piece. One of the big things that I say about mom guilt is that guilt is supposed to tell us when something we did or didn't do isn't in alignment with our values. And so if we're saying to our child or we're saying to our mom or we're saying to a sibling, actually, I'm not available right now, and that is in alignment with our values, then it's okay to release that and to not feel that guilt and realize maybe I'm just feeling sad or maybe I'm feeling vulnerable that I had to set that boundary, but that it's not guilt, right? I'm not owning that piece of that I'm not good, a good enough mom or I'm not a good enough sibling or I'm not a good enough partner because I set that boundary. Yeah. So I love that lens of, of what is in your control and then also detaching from the other person's response, right? Or the other person's reaction towards your boundary. Yeah. You know, my son would ask for chocolate cake every morning for breakfast. I'm not going to do that because I know it's not good for him. Right. And just like answering every text message and every demand from your mom or your friend or your sibling or whomever, it's also not good for them. Right. Right. Give people, give people their crap back. Yeah. You can keep your own and, yeah. and, you know, figure out yourself first because what we all know is you can't actually fix anyone else. So right. start with yourself And see it as an empowering move instead of a restrictive move. Right. Think about how much more freedom from resentment and guilt you're actually going to have by setting some boundaries and all of the opportunity that actually comes from that. 
Yes. I love that mindset shift. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. So Ashley, is there anything else that you think is important for us to know about self-leadership? Is there anything that kind of stands out as like one last takeaway or one last thing that's important mm-hmm. for, for moms to know? Yeah, I think one of the tips that I have done and I do often with my clients is just try and visit with your future self. And I do a lot of future self visualizations. But if you if you're not working with someone who does that for you, just even close your eyes and go picture your future beautiful house. Picture yourself, you know, five, 10 years from now. And just try and tap into like, how does she feel? You know, what is she doing? What is bringing her joy? And ask, what do I need to do to become? And try and start having that conversation with your future self. And you need that quiet and that space to do it. But oftentimes, like we, we don't trust ourselves. And so much about what we desire is already within us. We don't need somebody else to tell us. We just need to get quiet and trust our own selves to answer those questions. I love the future self-visualization because you can close your eyes at any point and go back there. Right. Go back and visit your future self and just say, you know, what do I need to do? What do I need to let go of? And train yourself to think. The first thing that comes to my head, that's my answer. Right. It really helps you build self-trust. And when you have that self-trust, you know, the boundaries, releasing stories and, and showing up for yourself is going to come so much easier as well. Right. I love that exercise. It's like giving yourself a North Star, right? To point mm-hmm. you in the direction that you're journeying towards. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing your wisdom with us and giving us some really practical strategies. I encourage all of you to give Ashley a follow and check her out on social. Ashley, where's the best place for moms to connect with you? Yeah, so I usually hang out on Instagram. My Instagram handle is actually just my name. So it's ashley.livingstone. I have so many E's in my name. (laughs) So it's Ashley with two E's and then I have an E at the end of Livingstone as well. So you can check me out there. I usually post a lot of, you know, good self-leadership information, lots about boundaries and time management as well. Awesome. And all the links will be in the show notes at sarahreckman.com slash 11. Perfect. So actually, I have one last thing that I want to chat with you about. One of the goals of my podcast is to let moms know that they're not alone. So Mm -hmm. at the end of each interview, I like to ask my mom guests three kind of special rapid fire questions. So if you're okay with that, I'd like to ask you those today. Awesome. So the first one is, as a mom, what is one thing that you're longing for? Connection. I feel so much value and peace when I feel very connected to my family. Yes. Just making sure I have daily, weekly connection with my son really gets me going. So important. So number two is as a working mom, what keeps you up at night? (laughs) School lunches. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Did I do it? Can I do it in the morning? Should I do it now? And the amount of time I spend thinking about when to do the lunches, I probably could have just got it done. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like they're my nemesis. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah. One of the things that I've started doing recently is I learned it from the atomic habits is like pairing a habit with a need habit with a want mm-hmm. habit. Yes. So now I make lunch as well. I watch my show <laughs> and that's go. how I get through that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And so the last question is what is one lesson that you have learned along the way that is important to pass on to other working moms? Mm, that it is empowering to really say no to something that does not feel in alignment with what your goals are. Mm. So saying no to the extra meeting or saying no to the multiple events Mm -hmm. to have what you want. So for me, that connection. So saying no to going out and, you know, doing the rounds of all the Christmas events and all the (laughs) Thanksgiving things that come up saying no and then spending that like quality time with my family my immediate family is so rewarding yeah 100% it's so healthy right like it's just so good for you (laughs) it's uncomfortable it can absolutely feel uncomfortable but it's so much more uncomfortable to go <laughs> yes. and do things you don't want to be doing. Right. And that overwhelm that comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. I can I just imagine rushing from one family gathering to the next, to the next, to the next, right? And you've yeah. got work Christmas parties and friend Christmas parties. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, I am so overwhelmed. Why am I doing all of this? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Why am I? And it usually comes down to because you think you have to. And I'm telling you, you do not have to. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say no. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So thank you so much, Ashley, for sharing both the beautiful and messy parts of motherhood with us. It was a pleasure connecting with you today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I hope that some of the less will have a positive impact in other women's lives. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you or how you can implement all these things and more into your life to make it simpler, freer, and more abundant, head to sarahreckman.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone you think would love it. Also, please leave a review. Your ratings and reviews help more moms like you find this podcast. Mama, remember, you don't have to do it alone. See you next time. I'm Sarah Reckman, and this is the Wholehearted Mom Podcast.